0: You're listening to the Brandon Bishop podcast.
1: Here he is, the owner of Aside TV, lead singer of the One Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that. Brandon Bishop.
0: Hey, everybody, this is Brandon Bishop. you have welcome to the Brandon Bishop Podcast. That makes total sense, doesn't it? Wouldn't it be weird if someone was, like, co-hosting my show and they're like, uh, Hi, I'm Derek America, and welcome to the Brandon Bishop Podcast. Or, actually, I do have a character named Derek America. I don't know why I don't do more things with Derek. I mean, it's me. It's an alter ego. Kind of talks like this. He stands for everything that... I don't stand for You know, that other guy I don't stand for. This is Derek America. Let me tell you right now that you're listening to the Brandon Bishop podcast. That left-wing nut has gone off and done some woken warrior bullshit, and I'm here to take his place. Derek America, God damn it. And i tell you what. I'm sorry. I said the Lord's name in vain. I, we don't do that in our family. Let me tell you. Okay, I can't even do that voice anymore. Hang on. <laughs> <coughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my first cup of coffee in like a week. I've sworn off coffee. Actually, more like two weeks. I, 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 I have this high blood pressure stuff going on, and I wonder why. I'm going to talk about um, <laughs> a lot of reasons. I'm sure why I have high blood pressure. Mainly because I eat high octane garbage. And I don't exercise nearly as much. I have two gym memberships. What am I doing? What am I doing with two gym memberships? I don't go to either one of them. I have my Planet Fitness one for the van life thing, you know, when you smell like shit and then you need a place to shower and brush your teeth and wash your ass, wash your ass. I'm in a gym. I have plenty of time. And what do I do? I go in there with my little bag and I go, oh, high and I check in with my black card membership, which is like $10 more than a normal one. And I'm paying for this thing every single month. And I go in there and I just go straight into the locker room, lock my stuff in there, hop into the shower, hop out, brush my teeth, groom myself and leave. (laughs) I get back into the van. What am I? What am I doing? I'm at the gym. I could at least work out for. They got this little thirty minute cycle thing that you can just zoom, 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 zoom. I did work out the other day, actually. Uh, and ooh, I just lost a couple calories there. Yeah, sorry about that. No. Anyway, and and I, uh, <laughs> I, can't, I, 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 can't, oh, people, man, just people, people. <sighs> you know we are still in the i'll say in the middle of this v- pandemic thing and and it sucks it it's it's just shitty but it's whatever we will persevere we will overcome <clears throat> but damn it dude there's little signs everywhere all over planet fitness that says wipe the shit down and this is something that i preached before the pandemic okay <sighs> just wipe the stuff down Usually before and after. Before for your own good. After for the person who uses the machine next to it. This pudgy little piece of bug-eyed shit uh, that I'm just—I'm sharing this little 30-minute cycle with. I'm sorry. I'm getting text messages. I'm—I'm I'm literally like accentuating every time. I, I'm like hitting the uh, the, the exclamation point. Every time I wipe things down, so maybe he'll see me do it, but does he do it? No, he just puts his sweaty, grimy, greasy ass all over everything. And he's coughing and sneezing the whole time. Of course. So I get halfway through the cycle and then I start spraying down and wiping down the stuff that he used just to prove a point. And I'm just like, I just people, 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 I, I can't let this stuff get to me because it's, like I said, I, it's giving me high blood pressure and hypertension or whatever. It's going to give me a freaking stroke. Oh, anyways, I got some bad news today. Um, I'm actually canceling my next, <laughs> I almost said global trip, but nationwide trip to New York City. And I'm pissed off uh, about it. And uh, the the main reason I was going is to go film new episodes of New York Ham with Eddie. Hang on. Give him a call. Hello. Yellow. Yeah, hello. I love you. I, I miss your voice, dude.
1: I miss your voice,
0: dude. I miss you. I do. I, it's, I can't I miss you. You're one of those people that's like, I can't believe it's been two years since I've seen you. I know. But it seems it doesn't seem like it. It really doesn't.
1: Well, we do talk to each other via social media a lot. I mean, you know, yeah, trying to set up stuff and then things go to. You
0: what, know. what is going on? It's driving me. It's you're, oh, it's like. <laughs> I was just talking about it exactly. on, on the podcast. You're, you're,
1: you're a wordsmith.
0: All right, I totally am. I'm a wordsmith. You're a cocksmith. Together, you know. Um, We're the Smiths. I, we we. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're the new smiths yeah we're gonna Damn right, we're gonna go on tour so what is going on uh with this i i take full blame because you know i'm the guy but it's just man out of all the shit i i blame new york city to be honest with you because it's just a it's new york city seems like like any other place i can get to it's like just Pop in a balloon, New York City. I have that same needle, but it's like an iron chasm that I just chink 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 it's for some reason I just can't get there, and I know it it's an excuse, but there's you know been a lot of excuses, you know, other people involved things like that, but at, like this time it's like okay, uh I'm already set to go. I was supposed to leave today. And go spend Angela? time. Go spend time with the Bennetts uh, up in you know Illinois on the way. Go spend time with my mom who I haven't seen in six months, and then get to can you. We
1: all, can we also can we also point out how great Maria Bennett oh. looked on pay per view the other night?
0: You know, I only saw pictures, and um, I, got, I got a little leaky leak before it all happened. But the um,
1: oh, I had a leaky leak too. (laughs) You know what?
0: Here's something that's really weird. And I'm actually doing a a new radio show, a podcast with Bennett starting tomorrow. It's going to be his podcast. I'm going to co-host. Here's the weird thing about it, though. Like, I remember back when Maria was in the Diva Search, and as soon as she came out, I'm like, okay, she wins. Like, that's her. That's the winner. Like, no doubt. Oh my God, who is that? And now it's like I've been like all over her house and in the same cars and everything. And she's, I, I kind of get, you know, like this, it's a, I, I friend zoned her. I'm sorry. I, I hope I didn't let her down.
1: Well, but it's not just because she's a piece of, you know, ace. She's <laughs> also has you know, she also has a brain because she understands this business. I mean, she started out when, if you recall, when she was in the WWE, she started out playing a character. The character was this ditzy Uh, Like she didn't have any, you know, brain power whatsoever, and she was dumb as a rock. And then slide into her Ring of Honor stint, you know, like the first time with the, uh, with the, you know, the original kingdom and the, the whole thing, where it was, it was like night and day. You saw two different versions. Like, so she knows how to change with the times. She's very savvy. And she knows, yes, a lot of men want to bang her, and some women. So she has that angle working perfectly, I being one of them, working perfectly. And then on the other side, she knows how to sell and work and tell a story via the you know the pro wrestling side. So it's like interwoven. And that's why I respect her. I don't respect her just because she is a piece of ass, which she is. And a mom. Congratulations on that. Um, but she is, without question, overall, top to bottom, like one hell of a personality and has the know-how. Uh, but back on to me for a second. <laughs> yeah, um, the uh, the Big Apple does have a lot of needles. Uh, that's our normal heroin addiction. Oh, However, yeah. we also seem to, the numbers have been going down. Uh, we, they just did a brand new breaking st- news. Da- 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 da-
0: <laughs> Um, Who's the mayor, mayor up there now? Anyway,
1: that The numbers in New York are going down. So hopefully <clears throat> I will see you by November at the latest and we will start uh, season two of uh, New York. Hatton.
0: I'm just going to come out there and spend a week, dude. I mean, why? once I'm there, why leave? Once I penetrate Literally. the bubble and get into the Apple, why would I even leave? I'm just going to stay there for a week or two. We're going to knock out unbelievable amounts of content. And I'll make up for lost time. But back to the Maria thing, I'm more attracted. Yeah, I'm, I'm more attracted to Mike.
1: <laughs> Mike is a good-looking fella. I'm not going to say not
0: sexually. Not, not. not sexually. I mean, maybe. I mean, there are, there are things I would do with him. But it's yeah. just he's just the most genuine, kind guy. And when I see Maria, it's like a sisterly vibe now. I'm just because she's like you said, that is a tree that you should sit under if you're any kind of business person. Yeah. I mean, she's. Well,
1: first of all, look, she's like a sister to me too. But I'm into those weird movies. <laughs> the the fact of the matter is, yeah, she is. I mean, Mike Bennett has been without question. Like he did when he did my show, <coughs> uh, HamRadioShow.com. Shameless plug. Uh, when he did my show with you, he was he, number one. He didn't shy away from anything. I was talking about banging his wife <laughs> throughout the whole thing. And he was he literally what it was like for him because I had to live vicariously through him. And he was still nice and, like, forward and, and, and literally answered any question. He is a great guy. And I honestly think the stuff that they have going on now, uh, I don't know if you've uh, been privy, even though you are, like, his best bosom buddy, uh, the stuff that he's doing now in Impact Wrestling with uh, along with the other members of Ring of Honor, I mean, right there, that's money. Let's that's money. So. It's putting asses in seats. It's gonna. I mean, dude, it was one of the most shocking parts of the pay per view. <clears throat> uh, hard to kill because I'm a you know uh, Impact Wrestling uh, shill and I uh, uh, you know, have their you know roster on from time to time on my show It's Another shameless plug. Hey, do it. Um, we. It was one of those bright spots in the pay-per-view that was already a great pay-per-view. So you're like, wow, holy crap, the Ring of Honor guys. Impact's going to do the rub for Ring of Honor to keep them afloat and keep them in everyone's minds until they return back in April. So it was, it's money because now you're going to see matches that you didn't think you were ever going to see as opposed to other places who pretend like they're opening doors. Uh, these guys are actually like. Here's the door. Come on in. Let's actually wipe your feet before you kick somebody's
0: ass. What's well, kind of weird That's for me to watch? I, I, I don't really watch Impact because it's kind of hard to find for some reason. I, <laughs> like, I don't have AXS or whatever channel that is. I don't. I, I'm yeah. sure it's there somewhere, but I can't find it. Uh, it's weird for me because you know we do the Heath House show, and there's Heath. Yeah. He's one of their top guys. And now you bring in Mike and Maria. Of course, we got that. You know. Uh, goof gallows and uh (laughs) you know and then i uh, yeah right and then i know uh willie mac kind of well now and i know scott demore now and i know you know carl and it's it's like holy crap it's like why aren't i work why why isn't the side tv working with them like somehow or at least me personally because why
1: why don't you pitch it man
0: because i I, I kind of don't want to they
1: don't have stuff You could be, and you're not. You're not too uh, shabby with a camera. Well, uh, and, you know, and filming wise, and editing wise, I mean, you could possibly do. It. Look, while you're at it, get me a writing job
0: with not, them. Not to mention Chelsea and, uh, too. I can't forget Chelsea.
1: No, Chelsea Green, a hot mess. Ch- and let me
0: Chelsea in the beach that's coming up. Hopefully later this year. Probably about the same wow. time we do New York Ham again.
1: Yeah, probably maybe she'll be a guest on my show. Um, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Cardona are always welcome. Um. <laughs> The, uh, it's weird because I am, I, I work a lot with Impact Wrestling because I do, uh, like I said before, I have people on my show and like, I literally, I know they're head of PR and I talk to them like every week cause we're trying to they you know, things. And with COVID that happened this time, Moose was supposed to be on my show before Hard to Kill. So we were going to plug Hard to Kill and everything else. Now, hopefully, Moose will be on this Wednesday. We're still, like, as in tomorrow, uh, while this is being, you know, uh, recorded. uh, Hopefully, Moose will be on this week so we can talk about how everything, you know, after Hard to Kill is now affecting him. But it is, to me anyway, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, um, AEW, all the alternative products to the WWE are pulling out all the stops, be it New Japan, be it even AAA, all these companies are going out of their way to give fans, they're doing fan service because they realized during the COVID times that the fans were the lifeblood of professional wrestling. So now they're giving back to the fans and they're giving the fans to be a wrestling fan in this day and age right now is very exciting.
0: Yeah, it really is. I mean, I've been a fan since the seventies. I don't want if you don't know, show my age there, but it's uh, it, it's a it's a weird time right now. It seems, it, it's a
1: weird time. Ra- right like now, a, wrestling it's like seems the
0: multiverse. it seems transitional. It really does. It seems like okay. Uh, like for for years, we had you know WWE, and this is not a wrestling podcast, by the way. But I guess it is now, and that's fine. Um,
1: well, we could go back to talking about
0: wanting, you know, Maria. Uh, now, like I, I that makes me feel weird. I, <laughs> All right. <laughs> i'll talk about her by myself no 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 it's it all time. you man i'll you know i'll, I'll send you her only fans link it's i'm sure it's fantastic
1: yes how wonderful
0: right but it's yes. weird because it's uh, for years we had wwe and then it seems like literally a hammer came down and shattered that glass and now you got all these shards everywhere i mean the big piece is still there with wwe but yeah
1: of course like Look, people never, are the, the wwe won already they
0: won. Oh yeah, they're, they're, they're Disney. The
1: name that everyone. If, if you talk to old people about wrestling, that's what they, they. The first thing, Hogan pops in their head. The WWE, even though they'll say WWF, whatever. They won. They won. They they have that spot cemented. Even if their product is crappy, doo doo now. They still won. You can't take it away from them. They'll always be the big oh, WrestleMania. they'll always be that. But if you're a wrestling fan. I'm not talking about just mainstream. I'm just talking about wrestling fans. Right now, everybody else, like you just said, that fucking hammer hit, shards of glass falls, and now we have openings everywhere where you have matches you never even thought you'd ever see.
0: Well, the thing that it reminds me of, the thing that it really reminds me of is when I was growing up, and maybe you as well. I'm a little older than you, but when we had WWF, But then you go over there and there's N.W.A. with Ric Flair and, you know, the Road Warriors and and the the Horsemen and everything like that and and Dusty Rhodes and blah, blah, blah. But then there was the A.W.A. with the Ganyas and the Bockwinkles. And then you had WCCW, world-class in Texas. In Texas. And then you could find, like, global wrestling and you could find... uh, uh, I I'm forgetting like five hundred of them, but championship wrestling from Florida and you could find all of these different things and yeah, you'd yeah, see the, them in the, the
1: UWF. You have, oh, yeah, I absolutely. Mean, there was tons of places. There was tons of and that's to to, to get off the wrestling uh, express that we've been on, <laughs> that kind of collates now into the world of just entertainment. Because and which brings us to Aside TV. Go to Aside right now, subscribe. Do it. Um if you Look at the landscape of how the business has changed, both pro wrestling, regular entertainment. When you're talking about like celebrities, movies, TV, things like that, radio uh, for me and everything else. You the the, the landscape has changed because now it's anything can happen. Whereas before it was like those were celebrities. That's all that's going to happen. Bop, bop, bop. Yeah, you, know, you didn't have the internet screwing things up where, you know, if, if somebody was doing blow off a hooker's ass, it wasn't paid six material. No one knew <laughs> about it. It was like, you know, whatever. So, now the world has changed so much that you have people that have been in the business for ten years getting fired. You have people that have, so like, things are moving around this place to go to this place to go. Now they're on this show. Now they're on this TV. Bah, 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 bah. Movie stars are doing TV. TV people are doing movies. It's It's the landscape of entertainment has changed. And pro wrestling is just one of those things that's facilitating that change. You're seeing that they have to do, they had to go back and revert back to the territories because if Vince doesn't want to do that, Vince is like, you know, oh, we're our own separate, oh, great, you go do that. Over here, we're going to have 9 million different elements that are going to be your competition now. And that's the thing. It's, it is competition around the gambit of entertainment because it's like this one's trying to hold on to us. It is. The world is a lot like professional wrestling. There's somebody holding on to their spot. There's champions that have to be defeated. It's a whole soap opera that's got to happen, Brandon.
0: Of course. I, and that brings me to two <laughs> two points, though. Two points. Last night, okay. I, I was watching Ghostbusters Afterlife. Okay. <clears throat> and I think was watching it in my living room <laughs> on YouTube of all places. Just bought it, of course. You know, bought it with a, like a grown ass man. Is there you go? I, I didn't pay my bill, and and I was happy to like because I hate theaters because I hate people. But I was on my comfortable couch with my cat on me, just watching this amazing movie. I'm going to talk about it later. But I, uh, but another part of me felt really bad for anybody who didn't get to experience the '80s. Or even the 90s and maybe the 70s as well, but especially the 80s because there was a 80s, you know, reboot. <clears throat> but I remember the excitement and the want. I mean, everything is like, oh, what is that? You want... Taco Bell, okay, I'll be at your house in 30 minutes. You don't what? I like that. Oh, really? Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no, I get you. You're yeah. saying it's really a push button society we live in now. Exactly, but, Where and, so and I think something, something is yeah. really lost. I think something is extremely lost in there, because I remember, you know, you'd read about it in the paper and then you'd read about it. Then you would see the, the trailer on commercial, you know, it was a terrible commercial, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and you'd be like, oh, my God, you know, it's Ghostbusters 2. It's- oh my God, I didn't even know you could have sequels at this point. And you're just like, I got I to gotta go to the theater. Gotta go. When is it coming out? Oh, not for another month and a half. Oh, crap. And then you had that wait and you were forced yeah. to wait. There was nothing you could do about that wait. You know what I mean? No, they're probably still editing well, the movie but, at that point. You, you just but you know. that's the but that's the world
1: like we were just talking about. That's the world that now we live in because of all those changes and like uh, crazy things have now been caused to happen. The internet changed everything.
0: Oh, absolutely! Because
1: I can have seventy-four different trailers online now, like. Like, uh, harkening back to um, uh, the rare gem that was uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Everybody knew what was going to happen in this movie before it happened. However, when it happens, just in case, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, you know, the Amish who yeah, hasn't spoiler. seen
0: it yet. Yeah, who cares? I got a huge Amish um, following on the show, by the way.
1: Very huge Amish following. They raise barns all the time.
0: They give me cheese. It's um, great.
1: Delicious. Pepper is wonderful. Mm. They, uh, However, they... the All right, so anyway, Tobey Maguire and Alex... Uh, whatever the freaking guy, Andrew Garfield, <coughs> are in this movie, and you're like, you knew it was coming, but then you see it, and you still freaking go nuts. So it's like a weird... That want is still there, but it's not as strong as I get what you're pointing out from the 80s. The old school was definitely better. Oh, absolutely! That feeling absolutely, of, yeah.
0: And even going to the theater, do you know what I mean? Just I, I didn't even like theaters back then. They didn't bother me as much as they do now because I'm an irritable old man. But just going to the theater, yeah. standing in that long ass line, and it, you didn't think twice about it back then. Now, if you have to stand in a in a short line to mail a package, you're just oh, yeah, yeah oh god. Yeah. you're inconvenience. Yeah, like now. oh, I got, yeah. I'm important. I can't stand in line. I think most of my life as a kid, I was standing in line. Now that I think about it, amusement parks and movie theaters and checkout yeah. lanes, and and you, and you didn't give a rat's ass that you were you were just happy you were in that line. Exactly, holding whatever you're you getting to get, buy or whatever. Yeah. Just, anyways, my second point. Is I, I was just in uh, on a little like, adventure with Stephen Piercy from you know we're filming more episodes and uh, doing new stuff and he's great but I was talking to him we were <laughs> driving to uh, mail a guitar at UPS and we're, I'm sitting in the car with my childhood singing idol and. You know, I'm trying not to mm-hmm. be that excited. You know, child inside of you. You know, being professional, holding the camera. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what was it? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, And uh, I, yeah, you know, we just started talking. I said, imagine if we had internet and cell phone back in the Sunset Strip days. You know, when a Rat was, you know, escalating, and then oh, when they were, crazy, when yeah. they were the number one band in the world, and they were touring around <laughs> the world. Imagine if they had, everyone had a cell phone in their pocket. Holy crap! And he was like, "None of this would have happened because we'd all be in prison." <laughs> you know? Of course, like cancel what culture would have happened say. in the early '90s instead. So it, it
1: used to be legend. It used to be, "Oh, that guy pissed on what?" <clears throat> yeah, right? Oh, this one had picked up a hooker where? <laughs> like it used to be legend. That of legend, we didn't know anything. Like I mean, I'm goddamn Bob Saget passing away the other day. I knew with I knew before it hit TMZ. Yep. That Bob Saget pays away. So, like, there is no. It's not even just that want. It's that the 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 knowing. We know too much now. Before we played a, we were we were kind of dumb. You know, the information superhighway drove right through our brains, and now we have so much information that we don't know what to do with it. And it's like you, a celebrity can't be a celebrity. Uh, uh, a regular normal person can't be i mean think about it we have nine million karens there's a new karen every other freaking week you know there's a new, it, it, it's literally just it's crazy times it's it's literal crazy times where we just sit around and everything is so fast now no one slows everyone's important no that, one
0: slows down. I was just going to say that, like everyone, yeah. you're right in this in the aspect where people have too much information and they don't know what to do with it, so exactly. they feel as though they need to connect to it, latch on to it, they have to yeah. express their opinions as if they, as like you said, exactly. as if they're important. You, you no, yeah, you're like, not. Uh, and people no, like
1: you know, Hulk Hogan. <clears throat> Hulk Hogan was just. I just read an article that he's now he has more controversy. To the holster,
0: oh, the vaccine uh, thing. To
1: bring, it, to bring it back to the wrestling, uh, Hogan put out some. Somebody made a comment about uh, Betty White and Sydney Poitier, and it was something where he had to say, and it's his account, so we know it's him. He had to say that he believes that it's connected to getting the vaccine. Like he, you know, he said in the, you know, he's probably a bunch of brothers in there, uh, but he said. That it was like, because they got, you know, they got stabbed in the arm. So now, and now they're gone. So it's not like anybody's going to talk about that. And you're like, dude, sometimes you don't have to say your opinion.
0: Right. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> thank you can shut the you. F
1: up. You don't have to say your
0: opinion. Sometimes you can keep it to yourself. It used to like reside around the dinner table or the, you know, dad with the newspaper, yeah. like, Oh, look at these, you know, Blah, blah blah blah! I can't believe these gas yeah, blah, prices. Blah, blah, it's got to be. Uh, it's got to be. It's got to be Reagan. You know these gas prices are too high, and that, that's really where it would end. You know, and maybe the water yeah. tower at work if you had a water tower. Or you're, a rifle. But you're right. Everyone has a social media soapbox, and they yeah. all feel compelled. And all that is saying, and we're, we're guilty of it as well. All that is oh, saying. Yeah. All that is saying is, oh yeah, look at me too. Like oh this oh, is yeah, this I'm is good. popular subject. Um, yeah, I'm, here's my name. Put that on there too. Look at me! Look at me! Like this, please! Like this, please! Like this. Like and subscribe, please.
1: And, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm I, I'm an attention whore as well. I do enjoy, you know, but, but then there are times where I don't want the attention. Like, I mean, like, so you have you have people though that seem like they like girls that they where they, they they take pictures. We were discussing this over Christmas, me and my family, because my nieces who are young, they're young one of them is going to be going into college but the, the rest of them are really young but like you have girls that are taking these pictures and not my nieces aren't taking the pictures it's like friends of theirs or acquaintances of theirs and you're these, these pictures where you look at these girls and you're like do you know how slutty you look right now <laughs> and you're putting this out there and people are like so when something god forbid happens like w- w- is that when you learned your lesson do you know what I'm saying? Like it's like after the fact, and it's like, like or or when somebody looks at the pictures and then they don't say the right thing, it's like, why do you look at me as a sex object? Because you act like a sex object.
0: Like, Men are like, cavemen. We're still sex? cavemen, man. We're still cavemen. Yeah, we're
1: stupid. We literally have one <clears throat> thought. that keeps pinging in our brains, and it's sex all the time.
0: Yeah, we're not we're we're not that far removed.
1: I want it again. What the fuck?
0: (laughs) We're not that far removed from you know carrying (laughs) clubs and. We are apes. Exactly, and 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 it and we are so forced. And nobody ever talks about this because it's not the polite, you know, it's not the correct thing to talk about because, you know, we we must stand up for the cause instead of saying, oh, what's the reason for the cause? Um,
1: Yeah, and sometimes the cause is flawed. (laughs)
0: <laughs> exactly. I'll be the
1: first one to say that. How about that? Your cause might be a little flawed.
0: <laughs> I'm just, just as guilty.
1: Because you say it is.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I'm just as guilty as anybody. I'm 48 years old. Okay. I grew up in the 70s. I definitely grew up in the 80s and then all through the 90s and b- before. It, you know, I remember looking out the window and screaming, oh, my God, you're beautiful. What's your name? You know, in, in a car, mm. you know, I, I, I was that douchebag in my 20s. Absolutely, I was. Mm. <clears throat> and to this day, I'll be at Target. Are
1: yeah, you still a
0: douchebag? Oh, you're- absolutely. And I'll be at mm. Target and I'll be like, oh, my God, with the yoga pants. What are we doing here? And I'm just putting my hand over my eyes and just kind of, I yeah. wish I, I wish I had but horse acting, horse blinders, you, you know.
1: Acting, acting as if you don't look. Cause it's not like women don't look either. Of course, they do. About it usually,
0: and and it really depends on who's looking if they're going to be upset or not. (laughs) What happened? I said it depends on if the girl's going to get upset if they don't think the person looking at them is attractive. Exactly. So if someone thinks I'm ugly as hell and I'm looking at them, which you know, know, a lot of people think I'm ugly as hell, I can imagine. But if if I'm looking at a girl at Target in in the the yoga pants. And she doesn't think I'm attractive back. She'd be like, oh, God, stop looking at me. Uh." But if she does think. But that's what makes
1: me laugh because I say it all the time. If someone looks like me, it's sexual harassment. But if it's like somebody, like if Brad Pitt goes, you know what? You look great in those freaking pants.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God,
1: Brad Pitt likes me. Oh. It's like, (laughs) but if I say it, it's like this creepy bastard won't stop looking at my ass.
0: It wouldn't true, be Brad Pitt these wants days, to though. Confront that. Nobody thinks Brad Pitt. No, no young girls think Brad Pitt is hot anymore. It's all like techno, all right, so Tech Nine, Tech uh, Nine, or uh, who, uh, or the baby, yeah, or some you know ghetto tattoos on his face type people. Yeah, which, whatever know, flavor or that um, ninety eight pound guy with. Uh, yeah, some some white dude. Uh, Pete Davidson. Let's just use Pete Davidson. Oh yeah. <laughs> who to me? I think it's funny, like, but still, it's.
1: Yeah, Yeah, but he looks like Play-Doh that you left out in the sun too long. <laughs> and meanwhile, because he probably has a big old schwanky, you know, down in his pants, Kim Kardashian, you know, hovering around him, and, you know, because it's me. I live in Staten Island. We literally have to deal with... I was, I was at the movie, the, that same movie theater that they showed up. It became world news that Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian went to the movies and blah, 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 blah. I went to that theater the next day. There was still press outside. Jesus. <laughs> and I'm like, are you like, are you guys lining up to interview the chair her ass was in? What, I, like, are you guys just smelling it? What are you doing? Because like, where's the story? Some guy took his girlfriend to the movies. That's the story. Just because they happen to be what would be now in this day and age celebrities.
0: But look at the demographic that's following that story religiously. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: and, and, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I remember like on 9-11, we, like watching the news and not being able to blink. People are like that with that story now. And yeah. look at the, But look, look who those people are. They're the they're the and, and I hate and Here's the thing. Bless them for what they do. They're the working stiffs. They're the ones who will never taste that lifestyle they're the ones yeah. that'll never be on that end of the camera end of the lens or the one holding the camera they're the ones that will stand behind the ropes you know it's it, and, and not everybody can be a superstar even though youtube is trying you know to make people think they can be um
1: yeah lord knows i'm trying
0: right even i have a youtube show and a podcast and a television mm-hmm. network and three tv shows but you know what i think cream but right
1: who's
0: counting right <laughs> but i i think cream rises i think you belong your voice belongs on a much bigger platform for radio you know serious, you. serious if you're listening you're 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 dropping a ball here i i right. I, I truly believe that you deserve to be heard because what you say is poetic in its own raunchy way and I, th- I think people need to hear what you have to say. I like to think the things that I say can resonate with a large crowd. I mean, we get a good listener based on this silly little podcast yeah. that I'm doing here in my underwear in my desk in my living room. Ooh, you know, tell me more. I will later when we hang up. But, yeah, um, send fix. <clears throat> sir, I'm just saying cream should rise to the top, you know, and, but there's really- not everybody's in that thin layer of cream. There's a no, whole also, lot of. Look,
1: I didn't make a sex tape like Kim. You know what I mean? Like, like people forget that, how she got to where she is. She made a sex tape. She has no shred of discernible talent at all. Nothing. Not, not a damn thing. Now she's becoming a lawyer or something because, you know...
0: <laughs> I've never watched an episode of that. I don't even know what the Kardashian thing is. Oh, I
1: know. I, I haven't kept up with the Kardashians at all. The, 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 but the... The, the, that's the thing that makes me laugh. They, they're they not self-made. Like, I remember the—the the, one of the sisters, I think it was one of the, the, the Jenners, um, were like, oh, I'm a self-made millionaire. No, you aren't. <laughs> Your family has a name, and you literally just piggybacked off that name, and because you're a hot tits and ass... People are going to look at you.
0: Who's the you really can't hot make one?
1: Make it on your own accord.
0: Who's the really hot one? Was it Chloe or something? Or I don't even know. Oh, Caitlin. Caitlin's <laughs> Katelyn. <laughs> the hot one. Yeah. Oh, Caitlin. Yeah, well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah massive Caitlin. clitoris. Massive clitoris. Looks like a penis. Right. She needs to um, do Playboy or girl. One of the two. Um, either one. Either I, way, I'd like to see a spread. I have to give credit to those people, though, because they cracked the code. They figured it out. I bust my ass 24-7. You know that. You bust your ass 24-7 yeah. to push our brands and to push our businesses. And we haven't gotten anywhere near Kardashian money yet.
1: But, but Brandon, that's my point. They didn't crack any goddamn code. Their
0: people did. I mean,
1: w- w- Their what marketing the people did. One, two, three, four? I mean, it wasn't that much of a code. It literally was, hey, I'm a hot piece of ass. I'm going to make a sex tape with a, with a uh, dude with a giant penis banging me. And then I'm going to, oh, it's going to leak. And I'm using air quotes, but you can't see me. Ouch. Leak. And then magically, you know, because remember, she was Paris Hilton's friend. That's all she was. She was Paris Hilton's friend who happened to be the daughter of the guy who defended OJ. That's all she was.
0: So it's familiar enough. Familiarity plus hotness plus marketing equals... A billion dollar freaking well, Kardashian company. You got company. some
1: <laughs> film equipment? Make a freaking porno. I don't know
0: what to do. Oh, nobody wants to watch that, dude. There you go. Like you, you porn would turn me down, or Pornhub would turn me down. Trust me.
1: Hey, there's always those back alley deals. <laughs> right.
0: My only, my me, only fans I would I have take no me fans. Me screwing the chick, come here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe if you and I got together and we found, you know, a our, one of, there's got to be another Kardashian out there that just needs work.
1: Yeah, then we got to change the channel from ASY
0: TV to ASS TV. Hey, whatever, man. Whatever brings in the dollars, you know. That's actually a very good idea. And for people that pronounce it assy TV, I just want to punch them in the throat because that's just the next level of literacy that I just can't handle. So, like, I've had good friends that I've just been like, what are you, stupid? How do you spell ass? Okay, how do you spell asylum? Right! Anyway, (laughs) that's my own little side rant there. But dude, I just, I, the, Somebody
1: needs pills.
0: this is, this is what happens when we get together. So I'm looking forward yeah, to, uh, course. I literally just wanted to call and say, I'm sorry for having to cancel the transmission in the van needs to be replaced. The COVID stuff is like between here and there is just yeah. chaos right now. Like, it's
1: like a minefield, right like, now. like yeah.
0: I, Illinois. I, and I've been lucky enough not to get any variants at all. And, um, I, it's probably that strong ass typo, negative blood that I got, but it's nice. uh, right. It's it repel stuff it's it's science but um it's like science, it, illinois is just you know no <laughs> detroit yeah. where my mom lives no you know and and i don't want to you know, what if i do get it and then what am i going to give it to you you know am i going to pass it around i'm supposed to go down to jacksonville after i leave new york city it's just and not on top of all that the weather holy crap Like, (laughs) like, uh, what am I thinking? Like driving cross country in January. That's the stupidest thing I've ever done. So I would have done it totally, but it's, you know, driving 15 miles an hour. Hell, it was snowing in Gallup, New Mexico on the way back from uh, San Diego with, with Piercy. And I froze that night, literally froze. And it was just like, okay, this is, you know, so there's a lot of reasons I'm not making a trip and I wanted to apologize and, uh you know, give you some heads up at least a uh, half a week before we were supposed to start filming, but we're going to well, get that's it, very helpful. right? <laughs> we're going to get it done, man. I'm thinking April and when I do get it done, uh, I promise it'll be a uh, next level stuff, man. So it'll be the
1: uncle Eddie Easter spectacular.
0: Hey, whatever, man, we'll find a bunny whatever. rattle. We'll have you sit on his lap. We'll go hide some eggs and all that, you know, Jesus stuff. Because Jesus used to hide eggs.
1: Chocolate Jesus. Oh, yeah.
0: Jesus used to hide eggs, and that's his apostles would find them. And it was a lot of fun. I remember that. It's in the Bible. I
1: remember those Bible verses. I think that's Old Testament.
0: (laughs) Well, cool, man. It's good to hear your voice, and I miss your your face and musk and everything else. And uh, I can't wait to get out there. I'm seriously bummed that I'm not in my van right now heading east. (laughs) Me
1: as well, my friend. Me as well.
0: Cool. Well, we'll talk soon, and uh, thanks for hanging out. This was supposed to be a five-minute thing; it ended up being thirty-five minutes, but that's just well, what we're happens.
1: Talented.
0: Right? We talk a lot. <laughs> Let's just talk every week. I'll give you a call on every episode because this is fun. Sweet. I'll
1: be a, a special phoning
0: guest. Awesome, brother. Love you much, and uh, listen to Love ham. Much, too, li- listen to ham radio. Where?
1: Go to hamradioshow.com dot uh, for on-demand episodes at your fingertips, ready to go for you. you listen to everything uh, such humongous guests that have been on the program you can check them all out there or you can go also uh check out my tv show go to asytv.com that's asytv.com subscribe get that new york ham that's the show season two coming this april or when brandon changes it again
0: right yeah it could be next next winter and i'll be like oh it's snowing again i'm sorry
1: no, yeah, Well, maybe Groundhog day we'll see
0: a shadow. Not going to happen. Trust me. I got this All travel right. van now. I'm van lifeing it. It's a blast. I always wanted to do it. If you, anybody who knows me knows that I've always wanted to do the van life thing. So, um, my van is nicer than my apartment, <laughs> you know. So, um, plenty of room That's true. plenty of room for you in there as well. And uh, but I'll t- I'll talk to you soon and we'll, we're going to get this uh, figured out and thank you again for chatting with me and I'll uh, yeah, man. Can't wait to put the cameras in your face again.
1: Absolutely, brother. All right, love you.
0: Bye. Love you too. Bye. Love me some Eddie. Love me some Eddie. That was literally supposed to be a hey, Eddie. Um, I just you know wanted to apologize publicly for not coming out there and getting new episodes of the show done, and then it turned into a now forty minute rant <laughs> about everything—wrestling and life and social media and the Kardashians and. That's just how things happen on this show, apparently, you know, and calling him wasn't even on my list of things to talk about today. I am going to do a top, uh, what is it, what is this, top 15, top, I don't even know, top whatever, of my personal influences, uh, that's going to be the main event of this episode, and then we're going to uh, answer some mail. I already talked, wait, I already talked about canceling New York City, so I can scratch that off. And, uh, I already talked about my trans in the van. Let's talk about this, uh, trip that I just got off of though. I mentioned a little bit of it. I left, uh, on Christmas day here in Colorado. I got in the van, packed it up and headed straight down. I was going to go straight to Las Vegas where Stephen Piercy lives, but, uh, he was doing some Christmas family stuff and I, uh, Didn't really want to mess with that too much, and I don't think they wanted me to mess with that too much. So I decided, I I left, what, three days early, just went down to Phoenix. Saw my friend Hillary from the drink, uh, and her daughter Ella, who's just the sweetest little thing. I mean, people say that about other people's kids, and you know, (laughs) because they don't live with those kids. Like my son, he's awesome. He's just independent. He's always been a great kid. I wish we were closer, whatever. Uh, but he's fourteen, going on you know thirty-seven now. So it's um, he's officially you know well into the teenage years. So it, that's to be expected. But he's still great. We still f- rustle around and goof around, and um, he just went from thinking I'm the coolest, most awesome guy in the world to just I'm um, the lamest thing in the history of all mankind and i can deal with that i almost revel in that i am dad joke king and i don't care i don't have to yell at him he's just a good kid uh, but hillary's daughters it just we just clicked. i don't know, it's just weird it's just like oh my god this kid's awesome like i just wanted to buy her things and i did and just <laughs> lots of sugar and just, uh we had tacos and just hung out went to party city just being goofy and uh, yeah, that kid's awesome. So, Hillary, good job. Um, Hillary is awesome. She's a single mom of two. One's a teenager, uh, a little bit older than my kid, and the other one's like, what, three, four? <laughs> she's just the cutest little thing. And then, um, I guess she's been talking about me since I left, which is just, gah! I I disconnect, and, and here's the thing. You can't say publicly, oh, I just connect with kids. Kids love me. You can't say that anymore, even though it's True. i'm not talking that way you stupid assholes i'm talking just (laughs) like i made a friend okay why why does that gotta be creepy it's bad enough i live in a van half time okay that used to be a cool thing in the 70s even early 80s get these cool ass decked out modified vans and you'd live in them for weeks or full time or whatever wake up wherever you wanted a wig roam the countryside gas was 89 cents a gallon Now, and then in like the 90s and the 2000s, you know, I live in a van down by the river, you know, that it just became creepy. Oh, God, he's got candy bars in his van. He's trying to lure kids into there. Yeah, he's parked outside of school. And then it got this creepy connotation where it's just, you can't, (laughs) you can't I live in a van. Like, oh, God, (laughs) you you creeper. He's a rapist. And now it's cool again. Because of YouTube and people living in their vans, and you know, everyone has a show like I do. The Asai TV Uh, life—it's on YouTube. Go to the Asai TV YouTube page; it's right there. It's also on Asai TV. Man, um, I like it. I love it. It's like camping, and I love camping, but I hate tents. Does that make sense? I I love being out in the middle of nowhere. But I hate putting up a tent. I hate sleeping in a tent. I hate breaking down the tent. And I hate folding it up and trying to get it back into its little bag. I hate that. I hate tents. I hate sleeping on the ground. I just, it's glamping. It really, it's vamping. Vamping? No, I think that's a different thing. But I love when it's time to just pull over, whether it's in a Cracker Barrel parking lot, a Camping World parking lot, or out in the middle of nowhere in the desert. You just pull over, it's dark, it's quiet. My bed is comfortable, (laughs) very comfortable. You plug in an electric blanket into the Jackery. I got two Jackeries in that thing. And you just lay down and you put your phone up in the little clip and you're watching TV. And if you got a signal, if you're not, I got stuff downloaded, whatever. Or you just film stuff. I, I have so much fun on these trips. And I, when I get home, I'm, I'm happy to be home with my cat. I'm happy to pick up my kid and do all the dad stuff, take him to school, back and forth, feed him dinner, whatever. I'm, I'm, I love doing that stuff. I love being a dad. I love being a cat dad. But immediately, almost immediately, I just miss being on the road. I miss waking up and going to Planet Fitness, brushing my teeth and taking a shower, getting back on the road, trying driving around, trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to do that day while I'm waiting to film something, <clears throat> discovering new places. I Even this trip that I took, like I said, I stopped in Phoenix. I got to go hike the Superstition Mountains, which is something I've always wanted to do ever since me and Garrett Kuhn from Lost in America filmed out there years ago. I always wanted to go back and just see it and just hike and spend more time there. Because when we got there, it was late at night. It was kind of one of those last minute things where, sorry I'm picking a big clump of cat fur off of my desk, gross. Um, We didn't get a lot of time there. We basically got a half an hour, interviewed the lady, showed the mountains and left. And I figured, wow, this is so beautiful at night. I imagine sunrise would be beautiful in the morning. So I got to hike at the Superstition Mountain, the Lost Dutchman's Trail. <clears throat> At sunrise, in you know the outskirts of Phoenix, I got to do that. And right on the way back was the Goldfield Ghost Town, uh, which is like a, an attraction. It's not a—I'm pretty sure it's not a legitimate ghost town, um, but it's it's like an attraction with all these old shops and everything. I bought some great salsa. I got some cactus candy, which was delicious but way too sugary. I had a coffee and a cookie, and yeah, I, I eat. Okay, <laughs> we'll talk about that later, but. I just had a really good time there, and I got to talk to the owner Bob, and we get the film there in February when I got a pass back through. I just had such a good time then. I got to hang out with Hillary and you know see some friends and my cousin and her kids. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see them. They live in Phoenix. Uh, the kids were sick, probably with the uh, trendy virus. but I just and, and I'm trying to think of little things that I did in between all of that because it wasn't just that. And then I headed up to uh, Las Vegas after spending two days in Phoenix. Those days in Phoenix were just extra. I wasn't filming anything. I did line up some things, but I didn't film anything. I just had a good time and just me time. And I filmed, actually, I did film the SITV life. It's all coming up pretty soon. Um, I'm like a month ahead on that show. So, And I do two episodes a week, so that tells you how much stuff I've uh, been filming. And then I headed up to Vegas, and it's a beautiful drive. It's a lot of nothing, but it's still, it's a beautiful nothing. I get to Vegas, park in the Cracker Barrel parking lot um, where you're allowed to. Okay, listen to this. You're allowed to park overnight in an RV or a van or even a truck at Cracker Barrel. They let you. You're also allowed to park at Camping I'm uh, not Camping World, um, Bass Pro Shops. So I'm driving down... The Main's Las Vegas Boulevard, whatever, from the desert into the city, <clears throat> and I see a Cracker Barrel next to a Bass Pro Shop. So I'm like, well, Bing, hello, that's perfect. And I forget the name of the casino. Um, what was that stupid casino's name? Uh, Silverton. I think it. Pretty sure it was a Silverton casino. And so I park right between those two businesses that every other business in the world, uh, Cracker Barrel and Bass Pro Shop, lets you park. So I'm figuring I'm gold. This is perfect. So I park. I put the, the window blinders in, the thermal window blinders, and I turn on the, the electric blanket, and I'm totally black in there just watching TV. And 1.30 in the morning, I get the knock. Uh, it was a lot louder than that. And I'm like, what the fuck? And you know, you're kind of in that half in half out of consciousness because I sleep really good when I'm in the van. I sleep better in the van than I do at the apartment here. And it's this, you know, rent a cop in a $25 suit jacket with a name tag on and they're banging on my windows hard. And first thing that comes out of my mouth, you break my windows, I'm going to break your fucking face exactly what I said you know, through the, went through the car. Then I opened a side door and there's like six of them out there with flashlights in my face. I said, get that fucking flashlight out of my fucking face. What do you want? I'm pissed at this point. I don't care if it was a cop. I, I, I would have said the same thing. I don't give a shit. And they're like, you can't sleep here. I said, I'm at a Cracker Barrel and a Bass Pro shop. Go online. I looked to see if you could park in this very parking lot and everyone green lighted it. It's it's out there. Well, you know, the casino doesn't like it. So I said, okay, bye, go away. And I closed the door, took the window, thermals out. This is 1.30 in the morning. I probably fell asleep at 10. And I'm just in that, you know, that, that, that time when you're just like really getting some good sleep. I was pissed off. And then I had to drive all the way across town to another Cracker Barrel that I found. And... <laughs> slept really good. Then the next day I didn't have a whole lot to do. So I just went out to the pioneer saloon, went out to the Mojave desert. Uh, I just did all the little, I went to hash house of go, go, which is one of my favorite breakfast joints. I did not do the strip. I did not do Fremont street. I did. No, I did do Fremont street. I stopped in to say hi to Ricky, but she was from uh, that Vegas show for side TV shows. Um, let me rephrase that. I stopped in a Fremont street at the heart attack grill to see ricky who's the host of a tv's that vegas show and uh she was really busy and i felt bad for dropping in and i took off and uh i'd see her again later though and i just kind of hung out and i s- slept in the desert that night and it was wonderful i went to the terribles gas station out there by uh, good springs and got some white castles i know ugh. and uh, no not ugh, because they're gross i love white castles but just because i should not be eating those but yeah, I, had a, I just had a wonderful day by myself, didn't really see anybody, didn't really do a whole lot, and that's just what this is about, that's what van life is about, wake up whenever you want to wake up, do whatever you want to do, go to sleep whenever you want to go to sleep, and have fun, that's what, <laughs> that's what this whole network is about. And the Asai TV Life YouTube show, which is also on the network, is just showing you all the the behind-the-scenes stuff. I should be filming me doing this podcast right now. It's all the stuff that goes behind running a television network like Asai TV. And I really love doing it. I do. I know, like me and Eddie were talking about, everyone's got a camera in their own face, and we're all doing selfies, and we're all just... You know what? I'm doing something interesting. I'm not just like hi. My name is Brandon and today I'm gonna put on a new tire and the van. And I'm gonna time lapse that. And then, you know, nine minutes later. Thank you for joining. Make sure you like and subscribe. No, I'm I'm running there's like major celebrities on my stuff, you know. There's like household names and yeah, just household legendary locations and just lots of travel. And of course I'm running a television network and it's about that and just all the different faces and places and everything that we're doing. I think it's really interesting and it pisses me off that that person changing their tire that episode gets a million views and I get, you know, 50. I'm not bitter about it. I get it. There's an algorithm algorithm that I have not figured out yet on YouTube but I'm trying, and you know, perseverance pays off usually, so that's just kind of what I'm hoping for. Man, I've already gone an hour on this episode, and I have not even scratched the surface about the stuff I wanted to talk about. But anyways, I got to Vegas, uh, the, I think the next day after that, I spent two days by myself just running around Vegas having a really good time, trying to do stuff that I don't normally do, but still doing all the things that I like Vegas for, and then I met up with Steven and Christy at their house, and they have a beautiful house. I fed a bunch of ducks. I fed a bunch of pig- pink penguins, penguins, pigeons, not penguins. They don't have penguins. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why I'm making myself laugh, but that's funny to me. Uh, they they may have penguins, like in a zoo, an aquarium or something in Vegas, but uh, not that I'm aware of. I did not see a single penguin on this trip, but lots of pigeons, lots of ducks, and Stephen and Christy, uh, they just welcomed me into the home, gave me a house key, was the, the uttermost, bought me a Mexican dinner, the uttermost uh, hospitality that you could possibly ask for. And I've said it a million times, Steven's one of the guys that made me want to be a singer. And, you know, I had his picture on my wall, wore his T-shirts when I was a kid. I watched the videos very excitingly, still listen to the music to this day, and his solo stuff, which is great. Check it out, Stephen Piercy. And I, uh, you know, again, like I said with Eddie, I, um, inside my thirteen-year-old self was jumping around like a mad guy, going, "This is so cool!" But you got to be professional, and you got to be, uh, you know, how I was. And and now it's to the point where I consider them friends. So that's really cool. Um, I'm not as you know giddy and excited and oh my god, oh my god. I was never that. Uh, publicly, <laughs> but I, uh, it's just, you know, seeing, Oh, look, at Steven. He's just a cool laid back dude, man, with a lot of ideas and a lot of energy. I'm glad he's doing well. I know he got a cancer scare that everyone really latched onto. And, uh, he got a lot of, a uh, lot of the thoughts and prayers, but he, um, he's doing good. He's got a lot of energy. His brain is going like crazy, uh, he's just got 9,000 fires going at once, and that's great at this stage, man. I mean, holy crap, he's figuring out how to be Rat in 2022. Well, how to be Stephen Piercy in 2022 and carry on that Rat legacy. We hung out at the house for a couple days, filmed a bunch of stuff, and uh, headed down to Santee, California. Uh, it's on the outskirts of San Diego. Kind of bummed it wasn't in San Diego because I love San Diego. I wanted to spend some time there, but Santee's on the outskirts, and they did this private concert, like maybe 200 people there for this private business, Pacific Islander Brewery or whatever it is. And uh, you know, for those 200 people, that whole band, um, Jerry and and um, Scott and uh, Eric, and they had a uh, Chris Hagar from Rough Cut, who was one of the original members of. Mickey Rat, that was the backup band, you know, for Stephen Piercey, and the, the Rat Bastards is their nickname. They're very interchangeable, and uh, they just put on a show for two hundred people that would have entertained twenty thousand. And it blew me away, man. And it's cool to just have you know all access while filming this stuff. And I can't wait to get these new uh, new shows out. I'll be back down there in the middle of February, which is a month away from today. So I'll be, that'll be the next road trip, and I'm looking very, very forward to making it. Um, it's just cool. It's just a cool thing all around. Like I said, these are good people, and um, I think I'm doing them a service that they uh, appreciate and need, and uh, they're giving me content that I appreciate and need. And TV the bottom line, it's my network. I'm going to put on what I want to put on and I'm not going to air like what I don't want to air. If The Baby comes up and goes, "I want to do a show about rap music." I'm probably not going to do it. Not because of any other reason outside of the fact that I don't like it and I don't like The Baby. <laughs> and, I, and I always say The Baby because someone introduced me to that and I'm like, "Going, this is the worst horse shit. I don't even call this music. This is freaking just thumping bass and some guy cussing and talking shitty about women and you know they're gonna cancel you know louis ck they're gonna cancel you know people that don't deserve to be canceled Uh, but this guy's out there like selling records like crazy like are you out of your mind people oh a woman listening to the baby is about as dumb as a woman voting for trump okay that's all i'll say (laughs) <laughs> I'm reading now. Um, but, yeah, it was a good trip. Uh, filmed the concert. I left that night, stayed somewhere in Arizona, drove another half a day, froze my ass off in Gallup, New Mexico, stopped at the 206 Cafe, I think it's called, in um, Pace in Arizona. Uh, amazing breakfast at this, like, little beat-up hole in the wall. I, if you ever go through pace in Arizona, find the two Oh six cafe and get the, uh, breakfast burrito. Holy crap. And get the monkey bread too. My God. Like I just, that's again, that is what this is all about. I never would have even known the two Oh six cafe even existed. I don't even know what two Oh six means. I didn't ask anything. It's a little family run business. Like they had like a, a seven year old cleaning tables and and doing silverware while I was there. I'm like, I'm sure there's a labor law against that, but it's whatever. It just, it was a very good uh, experience. I have a rule that when I'm on the road, I am not allowed to uh, eat at any places that I could eat at when I'm at home. That's just a rule. It's just forcing me... I, I, I was starving, like literally starving. I didn't eat for like 20 hours, and I'm like, freak it. There's a sign for Culver's. I'm going, and... Right next to Culver's was this little cafe. So I love finding these places. Eddie's asking me if it was a good interview. It was great, man. <laughs> I do miss that guy. I really do. He's uh, they're, they're, I worked with a lot of, like I said, household names, famous wrestlers, Stephen Piercy. All the, it's my homegrown talent that I'm really, really passionate about. If I can be a small, minute part of making these people like Eddie Finocchiaro with Ham, New York Ham and Ham Radio. If I can play a small part in making these people, you know, getting these people that Kardashian money, (laughs) I would be thrilled to know that Eddie Finocchiaro is a star. Ricky is a star from that Vegas show. Chantel Danga, who, God, she's the most addictive personality ever ever. She's a star. Hillary Harris, she's a star. Garrett Kuhn, are you kidding me? This guy's made for TV. This handsome, smart son of a bitch with a great vocal delivery. A star. Gigi from Best Day Ever, star. My son, when he wants to, he can be a star. I'm even pretty damn good at hosting a TV show. You know, I... It drives me crazy. Leah Murphy from Sparkle Nation. She's very good. Uh, She could be a star. Uh, I'm trying not to leave anybody out. But we got shows and we brought back Hell Scream Inc., which is about uh, behind the screams and behind the scenes of running a haunted house. Uh, Attraction. You know, those people. Stars. Kilroy's Workshop is a new show. It's so cool. It's about forging metal and just this business that they're just unbelievable, so many stories. Stars. Rob Risen, our new person. Star with Bad People, Bad Places, Bad Things. We got two episodes out right now, brand new show. Risen, he's already making waves in the wrestling world. He's making waves on the side TV. He's a star. Ayana Cruz, who I hadn't seen in five, five years? Four years, four and a half years who did the two Sweet show. She was just a little girl back then, and now she's all grown up, and she's fantastic. I'm honored and thrilled to be working with her and be friends with her mom again. We dated, and I'm sure I've said horrible things, maybe even on this podcast, and I'm sorry if I did because I was probably still hurt. I don't know. I, I don't. You don't know what's going on in your own brain, so don't pretend like you do. And it's just really cool because I get to talk to her daily now and it's just awesome. It is. And to work with Ayana Ayana Cruz, she is a freaking mega star, dude. How? Oh, and I get all of these people. And there's more that I'm leaving out because I'm an asshole. Ivalice, uh, star. Chelsea Green coming up. She's already a star. Uh, you know, Stephen Piercy, mega star. Just Heath, Mike Bennett, Maria Canellas. I mean, Amy Duma, like, come on, we have all of these people on a side TV and there's more than that. There is more than that. There's, I could go down to a hacks horror show, Vinny and Luke, who I'm going to talk about their new movie here next, actually, um, from wrestling with ghosts. They've been putting out movies, stars, all of these people, man, why aren't we? And here's the thing you can ask all day long why aren't we you know super mega why aren't we in that conversation with uh Netflix and Hulu of course we're not corporately backed by billionaire companies you know we're you know what we're backed by my wallet that's sitting on the microwave over there that is what side tv is backed by so i'm not going to ask why i know why we're not you know hugely successful with millions of millions of subscribers but With the talent that we have and the faces and the places we've been, it's only a matter of time before we blow the roof off this son of a bitch, and I can't wait until that happens. You know what I really need? I need to have a girlfriend and then have her dump me for not being successful enough. That always motivated me in the past, (laughs) it really did. It motivates me to lose weight and get in shape. It motivates me to make money. It motivates me to get my face out there and do the best work I've ever done. I think the last time I got dumped was like in 2011, 12 ish. And I'm not going to say anything bad about her. You know, it's half my fault, half her fault. It's, I'm sure I made plenty of mistakes. And that's, you know, it's we're talking 10 years ago, a decade ago. Who gives a shit? But I was 275 pounds, miserable, I wasn't wrestling. I was wrestling a little bit, but I wasn't singing in a band. I didn't have a side TV at that point. That didn't come for another four years. And when we broke up, I just went nomadic. I slept in basements and couches. And um, I I just, I didn't know what to do, but I knew I wanted to start over. I got down to 199 pounds. I got into a band, and it was kick and ass. Look up Slugworth, Brandon Bishop, whatever, on YouTube. You'll see all kinds of fun videos. And um, I got back into wrestling, and ACW was literally bigger than it's ever been at that point. It was great motiv- motivation, man. I-, I almost wonder if that would work again. With my luck, though, I'd find somebody and start dating them and secretly hope that they're going to dump me miserably. And then it would work out. That would suck. <laughs> that would suck so bad. Oh, shit, she's living with me now. Oh, crap, her kids are here. Ah, uh, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. If I find the right one and everything's wonderful, bring it on, man. I'd love to have a family again. But until that happens, um, it's me and the cat and the kids. And I'm perfectly, perfectly fine with that because it gives me all the time in the world to run a side TV. Anyways, where was I going with all this shit? A lot of stars on Asai TV, whether you know them or not, in my opinion, superstars. And Asai TV has a update. Mike Moore, our developer, has been working hard on it. And when I say update, I mean like version 2.0 of Asai TV. I think we're already on 2.0, honestly, because we had that developer in the beginning that was the drizzling shits. And when Mike came around, that was kind of the 2.0 launch. But this is 2.0 with Mike Moore, and uh, I've seen screenshots, I've seen some of the templates and things like that, and it's just going to revolutionize streaming television. It's going to be better than Netflix, better than Hulu, and uh, as far as playing ability and just the feel of it and the look of it, cannot wait for this to happen. I was going to hold off on releasing all these new shows and everything that we just released, but I'm sure by then we'll have even more. So I went ahead and released everything. Yeah, it's really cool, man. There's a lot to be excited about in 2022. Uh, Oh, my goodness. Let me scratch that off the list. I, um... Oh, man, what is my handwriting? Oh, I just want to say a quick thing about um, Bob Saget, Betty White, even Sidney Poitier. I just, you know... (laughs) You get a little calloused after a while, and I've mentioned this before, but you get a little calloused with people leaving leaving their lives and moving on into the darkness. But anyway, I was 99. <laughs> Almost made it. Uh, Bob Saget, far too young at 65. But the older you get, it's just, oh. I mean, it's... There, there, there were so many stars made in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, like so many just mega stars, like huge celebrity types because that's when media, the media, television, movies, radio, that's when that really escalated and became, like especially now, like just, you, you hear about it when a YouTuber dies, like okay, who? Um, sorry to hear that, but who? There's just so many now. And you know, like me, I'm a huge wrestling fan, of course. And there's so many wrestlers out there, and they're all getting old. And there's so many actors from the '80s that I idolized, like, and even from the '70s, especially, like all the Monty Python guys and all the, you know, Cheech and Chong, and just there's so many people out there. And there's you know, my favorite band, Pink Floyd. and We already lost Sid. We already lost Richard Wright. And, you know, dang, Roger Waters is a huge idol of mine. And yeah, I'm going to talk about a lot of this in a minute anyway. I'm going to talk about it's kind of the main event is me just talking about my major influences. And maybe you'll agree with some of them. And, uh, you know, we can have a conversation about that. But I'm just, uh, it, it just sucks, you know. I mean, of course, Betty White's going to die soon. She's 99. People don't live to 99. I am not going to live to 99, okay? I don't have that kind of money. Maybe by then I will keep me alive. No, what really sucks is all that eighties childhood idols that are just gone. And if they're not gone, they're disgraced. You know, the <laughs> Bill Cosby's and the, just the, all this canceled bullshit culture. And you know, Bill Cosby probably deserved it. Um, I don't even know what I'm getting at right now. I'm just, uh, really bummed to hear about Bob Saget. That's just, uh, far too soon. Super funny guy. I never met him. Never met Betty either, but. Just good, it just seemed like good people with an edge. You know what I mean? Betty anyway, White would, you'd see her often flipping people off and like there's a meme going around like, fuck you, 2021 or whatever. And it's just her holding up her middle finger. And Bob Saget was just raunchy as hell. But at the same time, you know, you got your full house and you got your America's Funniest Home Videos and all that. Just Just good people with an edge. You know, they were funny as hell when they had to be. And, you know, they're both gone. So, <laughs> but it's, inab- it's inevitable. We're all going to hit that stage and we're all going to die and it's all going to be fade to black. And that's fine. Me personally, oh, here's something I want to talk about. When I do die, this Kilroy's place from Kilroy's Workshop, we've been filming a lot there and uh, uh, I love these people. Ron and everything that they got going on there is just, amazing like I, they make swords and they make knives my son has made two knives now he's a, he seems to love it uh, they do welding and, and blacksmithing and all this different stuff and I'm so blown away by this place and all the crafts and skills that they're teaching kids and it's so worth doing a TV show with oh but I learned that high carbon steel Duh contains carbon. Now, what happens to your body when they melt it down and they cremate it? it turns into carbon, carbon ashes. So you can mix that carbon and ashes, and this is—I don't know if I'm the only one who's ever thought of this. I can't be, but I'm—I'm I'm like preaching to Ron up there. I'm like, hey, dude, like take people's ashes, or at least a little bit of them, and put them into the steel. Make it a high carbon steel. You melt it all up and you make steel out of it. And then make swords and battle axes and, you know, shields and whatever you can make. I mean, okay, listen, if I die and I cremate myself and I give a a jug of ashes to my kids, they're going to have to carry those around and pass them down and, and you know, they're probably going to get broken and lost or stolen or burnt down in a house fire or something. How cool would it be <laughs> if if I had a dad that passed me down a sword? Are you kidding me? Especially one that he made with his ashes in it. This is my dad. He's in this sword. Not only am I the coolest dad in the history of dads, but it's just something that they'll hold on to, something that's almost indestructible. And you could pass it down generation to generation to generation. You could add... Swords, or add you know your carbon to that sword, you can just, just' a lot of things that you can do. You can have this generational sword with all of your family's ashes in there and their their carbon in there. I think this is a great idea. I think it's much better than making a necklace or jewelry or planting a tree or something. I just think it's cool, so that is how I want to go if you're listening to this now and you're a good friend or a family member. And I happen to kick the bucket sometime this month. Guess what? That's how I want to go. Cremate me, put me in a sword, pass it down to my son. Maybe a couple swords. Like give one to my daughter, give one to my son, and you know, auction one off or something. <laughs> I don't know. Raise money for somebody. I just think that's a cool idea. So that is what I want to do. Another cool idea coming up in June 18th and 19th here in Colorado Springs is going to be the Super Ultra Mega Con. Some see... I've done no work on this thing yet because nobody wanted to do anything over the holidays. So it's about to take, I'm not going to New York City now. So uh, starting tomorrow, we're going to put this thing together. Celebrities, uh, vendors, live events and live music and live pro wrestling and all kinds of different fun stuff. Uh, It's going to happen. I'm going to bust my ass over these next six months to make it happen and make it wonderful and hopefully make a lot of money. Uh, so June 18th and 19th, look it up on the Facebook events and all that stuff. It's going to be everywhere here, especially if you're in Colorado Springs and, uh, we need vendors big time, local shopping of all kinds. It's just going to be a lot of fun, food, folks, and fun. And uh, another cool thing that's happening. Uh, my friends, I talked about them, Vinny and Luke from a uh, side wrestling with ghost. Uh, they did the hike movie, which was good. I mean, it was fun. It was I It was like clerks out in the woods. I'm not... I liked it, okay? I'm not going to say I loved it, but I liked it, and I'm honest with them as well. But they have another movie coming out that I got a sneak peek of, and it's called WJHCAM. It's about this guy, Vinny, who's um, needed a job, so he got a job as a DJ at a a 1,000-watt radio station, a Southern Baptist religious radio station. And it's just absolutely crazy there, and it's also on the eve of Y2K, you know, when 1999 turned into 2000, and everyone was worried that the world was going to end. Um, I watched this in my van for the first time. I've actually watched it three times now. That's the make of a good movie. It really is. You go back and you watch it, the thing that you already watched because you liked it, and it just it has a great feel to it. But I watched it, I was in my van. I wasn't really expecting much. I was actually out in the parking lot. Stephen Pearcy asked me if I wanted to stay like on the futon in the house, and I'm like, I'm good. I got my van, I love my van, so I was out there. And I put it, my phone up in the little clip and I watched this movie you know, by my friends, not expecting much. I was expecting to have to do the whole, oh yeah, it was really good, man, you know? Was, uh, and then give him some critique which I still did, and hopefully I helped them elevate it just a tiny bit, played my small part. I, um, I'm blown away. <laughs> I watched it, and it was one of those things where it's like you watch something, and you go, what the hell did I just watch? It was ridiculous, it was corny, it was cheesy, it was downright badly shot in some aspects and just terrible there's a reason I'm saying all this hang on terrible like uh, like death scenes and just the, the hokiness of it was wonderful. All of that everything I just said all of those descriptors are just all of those are in a very awesome way. And I'm just I'm blown away by this the story of this the acting in it is next level and 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 i said you know hike the hike their last movie was the clerks out in the woods this is clerks at a southern baptist radio station they have something with this if this gets out and it should and i'm hoping it does this will be an instant cult classic i'm it's i'm a little speechless It's that damn good, and I watched it again on the big screen here at my house, and I'm just like, I cannot believe how good this is, and I caught other It's one of those kind of movies, you could watch it 10 times, and you won't catch everything, and you kind of have to watch The Hike as well. Uh, It's on Amazon right now. Please watch it. You kind of have to watch that uh, to catch all the little subtle nuances and the little Little Easter eggs and things like that that are from the other movie. There's a lot of them. I'm just blown away by how good of a job that Vinny did putting this thing together. Luke did filming this thing. Um, it's in black and white, which I, in the very beginning of this, I, they sent me a trailer and I'm like, dude, this needs to be black and white. I'm not taking credit for it. Ah, maybe I am. I don't know. But the, um, The only thing I didn't like about it was the titles, so I sent them some titles. I'm totally taking credit for everything right here, aren't I? No, I had nothing to do with this movie, people. Trust me. I had nothing to do with it except for just helping the credits get a little better and making a few suggestions. But damn, good job, guys. I Just good freaking job. I'm so just blown away. The storyline is just... And here's the thing: I like the ending of it is a hokey as hell, man, and it's supposed to be. You have to have a certain kind of sense of humor to get these big and funky films. <sighs> and I, I think I have it. And you know, they it's the kind of movie where you watch it and you want to be cool enough to watch it. And you want to be cool enough to get it. It's like watching The Wall, of the movie. Like from Pink Floyd, you, you, you watch it and the first time and you have no idea, no idea. You watch it a second time, okay, you still have no idea. By the hundredth time I've seen that movie, it's my favorite movie, it's like, okay, I totally get it and I could explain this to others, but I'm not going to because I don't want to be that guy, but it's just one of those things you want to be cool enough to get it. And I don't know, man. I, I really, truly believe, and I told, this, told them this as well, they have something with this movie, and I'm praying to whatever God you believe in that it doesn't go unseen by the mass public. It has to. Think of the first clerks, okay? Put those characters, not those characters, but just put that feel into a Southern Baptist radio station. It's a comedy. It's a little bit of a horror film at the end. It's just, man, good job. I'm clapping. Very good job. Watch it when it comes out, I I don't know where it's going to be. I'm sure it'll be on Amazon. Hell, if it's on a side TV, I'd be honored. <laughs> and I hope people come on and watch it. Son of a bitch, it's just really good. Okay, that's enough of that pandering. Uh, Love me some Vinny and Luke. Also, I just talked about the Ghostbusters movie. I watched that. I had a movie night last night. I had a movie night and a a TV night. I watched four things in a row, and the first thing was the... uh, Actually, the first thing was Look Up, Don't Look Up on Netflix with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Jennifer Lawrence. And just let me talk about that in a second because... I'm already an hour and 22, 23 minutes into this thing, and I usually don't like going over an hour and a half, and I got a feeling I have to. I'm going to skip mail today because it's getting too damn long. I'll save that for next week. Ghostbusters Afterlife was everything it needed to be. Um, Made me laugh, made me cry, literally made me cry, and it will to you as well if you're a big Ghostbusters fan in the 80s. Uh, if you don't cry at the end of it, you're a soulless son of a bitch. Um I'm not gonna ruin it for you, but it was everything that it needed to be. Did I want more Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson? Yes, of course I did. But it wouldn't have made too much sense. I mean, maybe a script where, you know, we found out what they were doing this whole time. They kind of covered that, but I mean they, they're there enough, I guess. There's enough nuances, and the music behind it really tied it to the original two movies. A lot of the things were just, uh, like, you know, seeing the Ecto-1 car, uh, seeing the backpacks, uh, the, the, the proton packs, seeing the, uh, the little reader thing that the kid finds under the chair. Just seeing those things were kind of revisiting those, you know, the, the original movies, Those were characters in the movies, the little Stave Puff guys that you see in the trailer. That's from the original movie. Like Seeing all those stuff was enough of a tie-in. And then actually seeing them at the end all together. And the job that they did with the Harold Ramis character, Egon. uh, Oh, man. I imagine being Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, even Ernie Hudson. I imagine, like having an opportunity to kind of say goodbye to Harold Ramis in this kind of a fashion must have been somewhat therapeutic. It was therapeutic for me just to watch it. So I imagine that... I'm sure it was all in front of a green screen when they were doing it. But I'm sure the sentiments were there. But anyways, uh, the other thing I watched right before that was Don't Look Up. Now, this movie needs to be seen by everybody. You know who really needs to see this movie? All you liberal woke warriors all of you people out there addicted to social media and addicted to oh god you gotta like i gotta get likes ah, i'm nobody i have no talent but i gotta get likes look at my butt oh my god give me likes those people people that listen to shitty manufactured garbage music and tell it watch the same tv you people you people and All you Trump suckers out there, all of the radical, fanatical, right-wing nutcases, the QAnon people, so many of you people, if you're fanatical or radical about anything, to include yourself and your selfies where you're in the bathroom staring at your phone, smiling, (laughs) that's stupid. Stop it. All of you people need to watch this movie, and I hope you feel stupid as hell, and I hope you look at it and you're like, oh, that's not about me. No, no, it is about you. It is about you. We live in a society right now where that if an actual asteroid was coming towards the Earth and it was a planet killer, we all knew it. And you guys put cell phone, uh, you know, you guys put your social media stuff, like, that's more important. You know, the relationships of some rapper and some shitty singer is more important than a freaking asteroid or meteor coming right at the Earth. You guys just brush it off like it's, you know, page six. It's, we live in a stupid society and it's getting stupider by the day. Oh God, I know it's this old man, Brandon, right? No, I'm right. I'm very right. And you're stupid. Simple as that. It, like I said, I really feel bad for people who did not grow up in the 80s. I do. It was a different time. It was so innocent. And the internet came in, better or worse, and just ended all of that. To my point earlier, could you imagine waiting in line for anything? For an hour? You would lose your damn mind. So would I. <laughs> it's, I'm not saying I'm not guilty of this. I'm just as dumb as a lot of people. My phone is in my face far too much. I could say, oh yeah, it's business. Oh no, I'm doing this YouTube thing. Oh no, I gotta, I'm just as guilty. I'm just as stupid. But I admit it, and I know there's a problem. A lot of you do not. Oh man. But Don't Look Up is absolutely fantastic. Spoiler alert, no happy endings. But back to WJHC with Vinny and Luke. I'm uh, really looking forward to uh, filming our Asai TV, our first Asai TV movie with them. It's going to be Evil Tacos. I'm going to go out to uh, Tennessee. I'm going to spend a couple weeks out there next July, maybe into August. We're going to knock this thing out, Evil Tacos. If you see Evil Tacos on Amazon, you're going to watch it, right? Right. Is it going to be good? Yeah. You know how I know it's going to be good? Because I'm working with Luke and Vinny. It'll be good. Will it be great? Will it be a cult classic? I don't know. That's up to you. It's out of my hands at this point. Will it be backed by billionaires and millionaires? No. I mean, I hope it is, but probably not. I go on Amazon all the time, and I look for just the cheesiest B-horror movies, the dumbest stuff. I've seen one about a killer sofa, I've seen one about a killer llama, zombie beavers. I mean, they're all on there, and they're all bad, but they're good enough to watch, and they're funny, and you just have to have that kind of sense of humor. That's what this movie's aiming for, and I hope, uh, hope it goes smoothly and uh, be a lot of surprise guests on that movie, a lot of cameos. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Evil Tacos, probably 2023 release. Right on. Oh, man. I'm skipping the mail. Um, I should really skip this main topic, too, because we're at an hour and a half right now. I really wanted to give this time and talk about each individual. There's a lot of them. I wanted to go over all my personal influences. Maybe that's a little self-righteous or something, but it's really just me giving shout-outs to everybody who's really influenced me as a person, made me who I am. Ah, oh, man. Well, I have to do it now. So, Uh, I'll give you the obvious ones. My mom, my mom, who had the shittiest childhood you could imagine in downtown Detroit. You know, nobody loved her. All she wanted to do was reach out, find love that came with men. That's why she got pregnant at sixteen with me, and her whole life as a teenager. My son is. 14 going on 15 my mom got pregnant at 16 i can't imagine him stepping up like my mom did she had my grandmother but their relationship was beyond rocky but you know fast forward 50 years she's living in a beautiful house she has an amazing husband she raised me to be the man that i am for better or worse she takes care of me my son as much as she can to this day she always has she's always been there for me and when i say take care of me i mean she's not here cooking my meals and cleaning my house no she's you know 1500 miles away but she supports me and that's all i need talk to her every single day my mom's my hero she could be dead i could be dead her decisions could have ended me and any of my aspirations or potential growth, um, but she chose the right way. She didn't end up a drug addict on the streets of Detroit. She didn't end up a, you know, just a piece of shit like some of the men that she was with back then. I don't know my real father. I don't know who he was. I'm from from all I've heard, he died in prison. But my mom's. Uh, An amazing human. She doesn't see it. And I, you know, nobody really (laughs) calls themselves amazing. I am an amazing human. I came from that. And if they do, they're just looking for likes and subscriptions. Look, like my stuff, please hit the notification bell, and I'll tell you how great I am every single day. No, she doesn't do that because uh, that's not what great people do. But anyways, of course, my mom's going to be on that list. She's a given uh, small business owners, people that have a dream, and they go out and they do it, fail, succeed, whatever the case, you know, I respect every single. Even what, I don't care if I need the business, I don't care if I would be a patron of that business. I don't know what their products and services are, but if you have a dream and you go out and pursue it and you make it happen at some level, I have nothing but respect for you. This gets weird. Those are kind of like off ones, and then you know, I go into like stand-up comics, like uh Richard Pryor, of course. Uh, I love Richard Pryor. Um Louis C.K., like most of the way that I talk and think right now has <laughs> a lot to do with two people, Louis C.K. and George Carlin. Absolutely, freaking and I'm going to go through these really fast. Adam Sandler. I, I say that because, yeah, his movies are cheesy, goofy, funny, you know, fart joke stuff, but Dude, like his movies are kind of the the soundtrack of my entire existence. His audio tapes back in the day, I listened to them until I wore them out. I love Adam Sandler to this day. I will watch everything. I just watched The Wedding Singer two days ago. Why? I've seen it 500 times. Doesn't matter. Those movies are just part of my DNA and uh, I'll always love, love, love that guy. Same with Mel Brooks. Anytime Mel Brooks stuff is on, Spaceballs, uh, Young Frankenstein, Life Stinks, Blazing Saddles, uh, just Men in Tights. There's <laughs> so many, so many uh, Mel Brooks movies that I just, I, I they're just in, in, ingrained in me at this point. Oh boy, Monty Python's the same way, Cheech and Chong's the same way. Uh, Seth MacFarlane, I've seen every Family Guy episode 50 times, maybe more than that. I usually turn on Family Guy or American Dad and just watch that. His movie Million Ways to Die in the West. Fantastic. The Orville. Fantastic. Him and his musician. Just this is a guy who just, you know, got a break with a little cartoon show and it just escalated into an empire. If you don't respect that, you're insane. And these are just people that affect my day-to-day life every single day. I Family Guy's on my TV at least every single day. I'm sorry, it just is. It makes me sleep better. Pink Floyd, of course. Let's go into some musicians here. Pink Floyd's my all-time favorite band. I have their stuff. Their Gerald Scarf paintings from the wall all over my body, and um, Roger Waters. That is music. You may not like his voice, but the way he puts songs together and lyrically, especially, unbelievable. Greatest guitar player in the world, David Gilmore. I. Richard Wright, greatest keyboard player. Even Nick Mason, probably not the best drummer in the world, but I just, Pink Floyd is everything to me. Uh, Jim Morrison and the Doors. I got to meet Robbie Krieger. That was really cool. Uh, but Jim Morrison, I wanted to be him so bad when I was in my 20s. Like it is all the way into my 30s. Probably now. I always wanted to sing for a Doors cover band. I think that would be so much fun. Mike Patton from Faith No More. That guy's my singing idol. Um, <laughs> it's just. You know, here's another musician that nobody will ever talk about. My old guitar player, Dave, who passed away, what, two and a half years ago. I hate that he's gone. I finally got to go back and visit his grave uh, a few months ago. Saw his wife. Got to go in the old house where we recorded music. Cried my eyes out. Um, I love Dave. I love Dave. He was my best friend. 21 years we spent making music and just talking, being friends, and... Above all of that, not above all of that, but beyond all of that, one of the most talented musicians, artists that I've ever met in my life. Way, it's a shame that he's unrecognized. It really is. Oh, man, I don't want to depress myself. Um, you know, South Park. <laughs> I've been watching South Park since the 90s. Never missed an episode to include the brand new ones, the COVID stuff. Are you kidding me? That's made me who I am. Um, the uh, the ladies that owned El Dorado's restaurant, which unfortunately has closed down in the last year, uh, Letty and Elsie Garza, I would love to contact them just to say thank you again. And I have said thank you in, in recent years, but they taught me how to cook. They gave me a job. They influenced me in so many different ways. Uh, Henry Wallace, if we want to talk about politicians, I could say Bernie Sanders as well. They're kind of the same person, but Henry Wallace, look him up, see what he tried to do, but got... You know, his legs cut out from under him. Anthony Bourdain, as far as hosting Go There, Eat That, he was my idol for doing that. Rat, (laughs) Stephen Piercy, one of my vocal idols as well. Uh, Bobby Blotzer, the drummer, is one of the reasons I wanted to play drums. I know it's cheesy to say this since I'm in that loop now, but it's all very true. Vince McMahon, honestly, wrestling has been such a huge part of my life and even though i don't agree with a lot of the decisions he made recently because i'm way too close to uh you know some of the people he made those decisions for and i hear all the stuff that i hear now um doesn't change the fact that if it wasn't for vince mcmahon and a wwf into the wwe dude i've been watching this shit for 40 years of course, it made me want to be a wrestler, which made, if it wasn't for Vince McMahon making me want to be a wrestler, I would not have, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have a side TV. I wouldn't have anything. Trace those breadcrumbs back. It all goes back to Vince McMahon taking over the wrestling world and turning little kids like me into super mega fans. So say what you want about Vince. And even those who, you know, talk down on him and have every right to. Um, they'll say the same thing. They probably wouldn't be doing what they're doing or they wouldn't have you know the people in their lives with without Vince McMahon. It's as simple as that. Oh, wow, I went through that list. Oh, I forgot one. Jacques Fresh, uh, Fresh, I can never say his name right. Jacques Fresh, I think his name is... Um, With the Venus project, all I'm gonna say is look that up. This guy should have been taken seriously. This guy should have been allowed to change the world. And he wasn't. It's a missed opportunity, much like a Henry Wallace or a Bernie Sanders or why don't people want to not only vote but invest in their own interest? To invest in the, the interest of humankind. Why why? Why do they let people like Jacques Fresh just Fall through the cracks and right through their fingers. This world could be vastly different right now. But they got the Kardashians. So, you know, that's that's more entertaining, I guess, instead of watching the world become a better place. Pretty depressing people. Anyways, I am an hour and 30 uh, 40 minutes now into this podcast. That is far too much of your time that I've eaten up. I'm not going to do mail this week. I've got about well, six or seven questions, but. I'm going to leave those for next time. And thank you for listening to the Brandon Bishop podcast. I, my throat is killing me right now. I haven't done a podcast in a while. I haven't talked this long in one sitting. It's not COVID. Shut up. Um, in a long time. It's like been two weeks since I've done a podcast. So my throats are kind of going out a little bit. So that's why the, the monotoneness of this entire podcast has been at that level. And I'm very sorry about that. But I am going to say goodbye right now. Because I have to get some pants on and go film at Hell Scream literally right now. And uh, I'm excited about doing that. Hell Scream, we started doing their show again. They're moving from uh, old locations where they had the Haunted Mines Haunted Attraction. They're moving it into this giant building, which is going to be open hopefully in September, I believe. It's this huge new haunted attraction. It's a lot of work. And the cameras are running for the entire off-season. We're going to catch everything to include today. So, I'm looking extremely forward to being out there, getting off my ass a little bit, getting some exercise, getting that hell scream cardio going, and uh, I will talk to you all next week. Love you long time.